0: I don't know what it is about this subject matter, but I'm just excited about it. I'll never forget uh, my father in the faith, Kenneth E. Hagin. He would say quite often, he says, uh, says, the only time the word of God is working in your life is when you're excited about it. When you're excited about it. And you know, I'm excited about this message, the message of the tithe because it is something that the Lord has instilled to bless us. Amen. You know, how many of you know that God's smarter than we are? <laughs> what a revelation that is when, when, when I get a hold of that, right? And I, I can just see that, that he's used the tithe to not only to assure that his work would be done on the earth, through the church, but he also used it as a way to give him access to us, to bless us. Yes. Amen. You know, one thing that I learned early on is that every time God gives instruction, it's for our good Amen. and it's for our benefit. You know, I can remember through the years, people would say, well, I don't want to do the things, you know, that God wants me to do. He's taking all my fun. Um, well, I'm sure there is a temporary pleasure in the things that the world does, but I mean, you know that there's always a, 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 something to pay Amen. attached to that, that, that fleeting moment of pleasure. Amen. And so walking in the light is, is, is the way we want to go, right? So we, we started last week, and I, I believe we can get through it this morning. Although it's already 20 after 12, um, well, according to that clock. Uh, <laughs> we, we talked about the tithe last week. We found out what it is. It's a it's a it's a tenth or a of a percent of our increase. Amen. The tithe actually means a tenth. What does it do? What does the tithe do? What's its purpose? Well, it brings resources into God's house Amen. to fulfill his vision and his plan. I mean, Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every generation. That's right. Well, we freely give the gospel, but it's not freely preached. Right. And so the tithe ensures that we'll have the resources, the church that is, to get in and, and get the work done. And uh, another important thing that we, that we looked at is who does the tithe belong to? You'll, you'll hear people arguing over that. Well, it's, it belongs to this and it belongs to that. But really in Leviticus 27.30, it says that, that the tithe is the Lord's. Amen. It's His. Amen. And uh, he, we're just simply the steward of the tithe. And it, He says that the tithe is holy to Him. So that makes it a very valuable and precious commodity that we are a steward of. So let's go ahead and believe God. Father, we thank you that the word of God establishes your will. We thank you that as we hear and, and listen to your word, it does impart faith and gives us the, uh, the creativity and power to reproduce that word in our life. And so this morning, uh, we're, we're not just here trying to get information, but we're here to get life. We're here to get steps. We're here to get things that we can walk out to produce your will in our individual life and then to be a part of what you're doing on the earth. Lord, thank you for for giving us the Holy Spirit who is our teacher and our guide. And we say that we have an anointing from the Holy One and we know all things in Jesus' name. So we looked last week at Abram's uh, example Abram is the person you know as Abraham. He's the father of faith. And we, we saw where the Lord helped him to recover what several enemy tribes did when they came and pillaged a couple of cities there. It was Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Lord empowered him to recover, not, not only to defeat that enemy, but to recover the people and the possessions that were taken. So go with me to Genesis chapter 14, and we'll look at verse 14. I'm actually reading from the English Standard Version, so it may be a a little different than, well, it'll definitely be different than what's on the projection, but it also may be different to what translation you may be looking at. And here in verse 14, it says that Abram heard, so someone came and told him what had happened in those two cities. He heard that his kinsmen, his relatives, had been taken captive, and so he led forth his trained men that were born in his house. So these are these are men that that grew up under him and were trained by him. There was a three hundred and eighteen of them, in total, and so these all went in pursuit as far as Dan. And then in verse 15, it says that in the way of a military strategy, he divided his forces against them by night. He and his servants. Notice it says, and defeated them. Not only defeated them, but then began to pursue them as they fleed to several cities. And then in verse 16... Then he brought back. Everybody say, he brought back. He brought back. Notice it says, all the possessions. Yes. So everything that was stolen was recovered. And also brought back his kinsmen, and that included Lot, his nephew, and all of his possessions, and the women, and the people. We also have to presume that he also pillaged The enemies, as they fled, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to flee, you know, from your enemy if you're carrying your TV set. So you leave your TV set there and then you go and flee so you don't, you know, so you have your life spared. So obviously as they were fleeing, Abraham's just collecting all the things that they're leaving behind. So it was not only a great victory, but uh, they also enjoyed great increase. Now, verse 18 tells us the very first thing that Abram did when he returned. Sometimes you'll, you'll hear the tithe referred to as the first fruit offering. And something the, 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 the Lord showed me, and, and I've got to be honest with you, I'm still holding myself accountable to what he showed me. He's, he, he shared with me that if you, if, if you pay your tithe first, you'd be surprised how far your money will go. A lot of times what we'll do is we'll wait and see what's left over. It all has to do with priorities, doesn't it? And so the very first thing that Abram did is, in verse 18, it says that Melchizedek, who was the king or, or the high priest, he, he brought out, so he sees Abraham and his, his uh his crew of 318 plus all those that he recovered and all their things coming towards them in the city. So he went out to meet him. And it says here, and this is significant, that this this Melchizedek was a priest of God. A priest represented or actually became a mediator between man and God. In the Old Testament, nobody went directly to God. They had to go through a mediator. They would go through a high priest, and then the high priest would represent them before God. And so here comes Melchizedek out to meet Abraham. It says that he brought out bread and wine, the symbols of the covenant to come. And notice the very first thing that this representative of heaven, this representative of God did. It says that he blessed Abraham. Blessed him. In essence, God was blessing Abraham through his high priest. And he said, blessed be Abram and he says by god the most high so when he blessed him it was the blessing of god that came upon abraham saying that this that this most high god is the possessor of heaven and earth and he went on to say blessed be god the most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. So here is the recognition of the results that took place of defeating the enemy and bringing back all the people and possessions that were taken. You know, sometimes we, we've got we, to be mindful that we're not working alone. We, we have help. And this is the recognition that the Lord is getting. He's the one who delivered your enemies into your hand. And it says there in that latter part of verse 20 that Abram gave him a tenth. Or a tithe. The tithe of everything. So Abraham being a good steward of the increase and knowing that a tenth of it was the Lord's, he worshipped God with his tenth with his tithe. Amen. Now, this is an Old Testament account of Abram and his his practice to tithe. Now, many will, will stop right there and say, "Well, that's Old Testament." That was a real good talk there, pastor, but you know, you're you know, that's that's not relevant to us. Well, let's go on over to Hebrews then. In chapter 7 now remember we made a comment last week that things that are still pertinent to us today from the Old Testament are brought into the New Testament and are quoted well that's exactly what's happening here in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 1 and here's this testimony of Melchizedek and Abraham again reading from the English Standard Version It says, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings. And what did he do? He blessed him. And verse 2 says, and to him, to the high priest, Abraham apported or gave a tenth of everything. So we see that the Holy Spirit saw fit to bring that testimony of the father of our faith, Abraham, and his practice to tithe. He brought that into the New Testament. Meaning that the same elements of the tithe remain the same in this dispensation, in this age of grace, in this church age, in the life of the New Testament born-again believer. So here in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit brings tithing and its exchange to the born-again believer it sounds like I'm back there doing something. Is, there, is that coming from the... It, oh, that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I'm going to go back and investigate. <laughs> so we see here in Hebrews, and if you go and look at it, the Holy Spirit invests over a chapter, over a chapter in talking about this this new testament this old testament of abraham i think it's still going to go on now understand that tithing is an exchange Everything that we enjoy as a believer is an exchange. What did we have to give Jesus to be born again? We had to give him our sin. And then what did he give back to us? He gave us everlasting life. Right? What did we have to give Jesus on the cross? We had to give him the, the fruit or the repercussions of sin. We gave him our sickness. That's right? That's right. Amen. right? Amen. He, he became sick for us. He bared it. Amen. Amen. That's why it says, by whose stripes you were healed. Yeah, amen. But he also became poor. That's right. amen. On the cross. For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be rich. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now we've got accustomed to saying, you know, I'm the righteousness of God, haven't we? Have we? Have we got there yet? Right? I'm not. We don't say that we're just an old sinner saved by grace. No, I was a sinner, but now I'm a new creature in Christ. Right. Yeah. And he made me righteous with his righteousness. Amen. Right? We've we learned to say that, even Amen. though that there's a lot of things that contradict that statement. Because yeah. we're, we're, we're still making mistakes, aren't we? That's right. yeah. But that doesn't change who we are in him. We're the righteous of God of Christ. Right. We're getting to the place when symptoms come to our body, we say, uh-uh, honey. Right? right? By his stripes I was healed. Right, even though there's symptoms going on, even though what we're feeling and seeing contradicts what we believe, we still say, "What? By His stripes I was healed." Right. Put those things on the run. Well, we need to get to the place that when our bank book says that we're not doing so good, Uh, and maybe we're even getting phone calls from some folks wondering where some, you know, payments are. We need. We need to start saying, "I'm rich." I got more than enough. I know what it looks like, but in Christ, I have more than enough. Amen? And his word says, as I give, it's given to me. And so I got an overflowing supply. So understand that this example of Abraham, the father of our faith, this example of Abraham shows us the exchange that takes place with us being the steward of giving the tithe back to the Lord. It says here that in the scene realm, Abraham gave the tithe to a man. He gave it to Melchizedek. And he is the... The, the high priest representing God. So, what exactly does this man represent? Who is this Melchizedek? Who, who is this guy? Well, it's interesting that that's what verse 4 asks in Hebrews 7. It says, see how great this man was. Talking about Melchizedek. Let's see how great this man was to whom Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the spoils. So who is this guy? And how does that relate to you and I today? Well, to find out Who this man is and whom he represents, you got to go back to the 6th chapter of Hebrews. And in the 6th chapter of Hebrews, kind of down towards the tail end of that chapter, it talks about two infallible uh, proofs or two infallible truths talking about how God has secured our future, that he has a home for us in heaven. And then down in the the 12th, or excuse me, the 20th verse of that chapter 6. I believe this is the last verse of that chapter is since it was talking about heaven and what is what is prepared for you and I there it says this is where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. So it is saying that our blessed assurance has been established because Jesus himself went and represented us in heaven, paid the price for our sin, giving us that opportunity that when we leave earth with him in our heart, we will go to that place that he prepared for us. So Jesus was the forerunner of that promise on our behalf. And it says that Jesus became what? A high priest. Who is a high priest? Someone who represents you before God. Do you know that all of our prayers goes through our high priest, Jesus? Amen. Your worship goes through our high priest, Jesus? That's why we pray in his name. Amen. He's our intercessor. He forever makes intercession for us. He's taking care of business for you and I at the right hand of God. He's our high priest. He's our mediator. No man can be our mediator before God. God has to be our mediator before God. So God the Son is our mediator before God the Father. But now it goes a step further. He became a high priest forever after the order of, or after the example of, Melchizedek. So who is this Melchizedek? He is showing us the high priest duties of Jesus. Yeah. In whom he's representing when Abraham gave him the tenth of all. Right. Right. You could say it this way. Melchizedek is a type in the shadow of Jesus. Ooh, yeah. So in essence, when Abraham tithed to Melchizedek... In the spirit, he was tithing to the high priest, Jesus. And his ministry that was to come. Does that make a little bit more sense to you? This Melchizedek just wasn't some guy off the shelf. He was representing the priestly responsibility and duty of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who has become our high priest. He not only has become our high priest and applied his blood to the altar of God for us individually for all eternity, but he also represents us day to day as we go before the Father in his name. And so is it when we bring our tithe. It may look like you're putting your tithe in a plate. It may look like you're giving your tithe to a church or a ministry. But that's only what you see in the natural. But that's not what happens in the spirit. <laughs> Your tithe goes to the high priest who is Jesus. Just like we had the natural example of going to Melchizedek. But remember, it's, a, it's what? It's an exchange. What happened with Abraham? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. He gave what? The tithe to the Lord.. Amen. And what did the Lord give back to him? You know the answer? A blessing. A blessing. I said, a blessing.. A blessing. You see, when we look at the tithe, we have to see not just our part, but you have to see God's part. Amen. Amen. And so not only does he use us to facilitate the plan of God on the earth with the giving of the tithe, but then he'll bless us so that we'll enjoy more. Increase. Just read after Abraham and find out that the people didn't like him very much because they had to keep asking him to leave town because all the things that he had was consuming all the grazing land all around. Hey Abraham, you're just you're just too big. Get out of here. He had to move. I don't know how many times because he was so plenteous in goods and in livestock and in possessions. Why? Because he's a good business guy? He just got lucky. He just happened to get the right parcel of land. No, he had a blessing upon him. A blessing. So here's the exchange. Every time you tithe. We, the steward of the tithe, we give it back to God through our high priest, Jesus. And this act is considered to be honoring God. Remember, we saw in Leviticus that the tithe is what? Holy to the Lord. So you're giving him a substance that is his. Therefore, it's holy. And so its value is so much more than most anything else we can give to him. And so you're honoring him. There's a There's a biblical principle that when man honors God, God is now obligated to honor him. Amen. That's right. That's right. When you and I honor God, now he will honor us. That's right. Amen. Amen. I mean, if that would become real to us, it would be really powerful. Because we, we, we keep looking in the natural realm of the things that we do and we don't always see the fullness of the exchange. Amen. Amen. Look what he did when you gave him your life. Amen. Yes. You honored him. Amen. You, you declared that he is God. You declared that he is Savior. You, you declared that he's Amen. the Lord of your life. Yeah. You just honored Amen. him by giving your life to yeah. him. And now he's going to take your life and he's going to bless it. Amen. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Whew, man. Think about the creator of the universe honoring you. Yes. Amen. Uh-uh. He creates planets. He keeps other planets from hitting us. He sustains all things with the word of his power. And he's honoring you. And this is why we're talking about this so we can believe for it. You know, everything we receive, we have to believe for. I'm kind of stirring this. I know I'm getting stirred up. That's why I was excited this morning. I was excited this morning. Because I want to see you... I can't bless you, but our God can. Amen. Amen. And I want to see you blessed above measure. I want you to have too much. I want you to have to move to a bigger house. Amen. Amen. So... The giving of the tithe, the, 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 the stewardship of returning to the Lord his tithe honors God. It's, it's us honoring him. And then in return, our high priest Jesus then blesses us with increase. Yes, yeah. Amen. Amen. This is considered God blessing man. Amen. So let's go look at it one more time real quick and we'll move on. Hebrews 6.20 Hebrews 6.20 It says where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek for this Melchizedek king of Salem verse 1 chapter 7 priest of the most high God met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. And to him, Abraham apported a tenth part of everything. Mm -hmm. You see the exchange? By giving the tithe to God's high priest, Jesus, we honor God. And in return, our high priest, Jesus, proclaims a blessing Mm -hmm. upon us. So just listen to this. It says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and do what? and pour you out a blessing. He's going to do what? He's going to pour you out a blessing. Well, well, what kind of blessing? Well, there's going to you're not going to have enough room to receive it. Amen. Now don't let your mind blow a circuit. Don't let your mind say, well, I don't know how that can be. Well, don't worry about it. You don't have to know. That's his business. Amen. Amen. How he gets it to you is his business. That's right. We just have to believe he's doing it. Yes. That's right. yes. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen? Now, I understand that there are those that, you know, your budget is already stretched. I mean, you, I, we're Americans. We, we have a habit of spending everything we have. And so you 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 may be you know I I don't have I I I can't tithe right now I, my my budget won't allow it. Well, the Lord understands that. Yes. But you know you can you can take things in steps. Amen. Amen. Just start with with a portion yeah. of the tithe. Amen. Just start with a portion. Yes. Right. Because you, you, you need to get the blessing on you to get out of this situation we're in, right? right. Amen. So you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So just, just start giving a portion yeah. of that tithe. Yeah. Amen. And say, Lord, you know my heart. You know I'm sincere in doing this. You, you know the situation I got myself in. I got responsibilities at home. And those things need to be taken care of. So, so, so just in my heart, it just seems like this is the amount. So I'm just going to start consistently. Give, I'm just going to honor you with this. And start there. And, and watch what God will do. Just watch. And then the time will come. You, you, you'll get some things caught up and the, 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 uh, the budget will loosen up. And, and, and then, But make sure that when that increase comes, you recognize who it's coming from and make sure you take a portion of that which co- is coming in and keep it going like a snowball. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, just understand that in this exchange, as you honor God, He will honor you. As you and I honor God, He's going to honor us. And opportunities will come. Stop saying, I'm saying this by the Holy Spirit, stop saying, I'm on a fixed income. Stop saying that. He can bring it in in other avenues and other ways. But you saying that your income is fixed, you, you've just now diluted your faith and God's going, no, they're fixed. That's right. yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Remember, it's not the giving. It's the believing His word Amen. is what brings it. Amen. Viva la difference. Believing in the giving is works. Believing in his word is faith. Amen. Very subtle difference. Amen. On the outside, everything looks the same. On the inside, it's different. Go ahead and stand up. Well, praise the Lord. Say, I believe, I believe the, word of God. the Word of God. I see in the New Testament the tithing is for us, the church. It's how we honor God. How we honor God. It's how we become a partner, how we become a partner. In, preaching the gospel. in preaching the gospel. And as I honor God with the tithe, Or a portion thereof. thereof, He proclaims a blessing upon me. me. My Jesus. Jesus, Who is my high priest. Who is is before the Father. Father, Ever making intercession for me. me. As As my tithe comes in to honor God. My Jesus will bless me. A blessing of increase. A blessing of having too much. A blessing so I can get more. Father, we thank you for it right now. Lord, we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for coming out this morning, guys. We'll be back here tonight at 6 We'll be talking about the authority of the believer. It'll be good.